Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. Parker Wahlbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it, and it propelled our business. Wedding Filmmaking for Beginners podcast. I'm your host, Phil Beabout, and today we are going to be talking about why using CRMs save you money. So a CRM is a customer relations management software system, so you'll hear the acronym CRM over and over again while I'm talking. And I do want to start this off by saying that we do use HoneyBook. We like HoneyBook. We endorse HoneyBook. You know, obviously you can hear the little ads that we have for them. Uh, but we want to keep this generic enough today to where it applies to every different type of CRM system, whether that's Tave or there, there's a multitude of them. So don't think that this is going to be a, a 45 minute long commercial for HoneyBook. Like I, I want to talk about CRMs and I want to talk about why they're really effective. Um, you will bounce when we do talk, we are going to like use HoneyBook as an example, only because we've been using them for years. And that's that's our easiest point of reference for when, when I start to discuss things. So like I said, this podcast is going to apply to any CRM. So just keep that in mind as we're listening. All right, so let, let's talk about what a CRM is. Like I said, it's customer relations management software. What that does is it's it's an automated tool that helps you with your day-to-day routine uh, operations. So I, I know it doesn't sound important and it doesn't sound like much, but it really reduces the amount of work that you need to do. So just to give you a 10-second background, I have what's called a uh, Lean Six Sigma Black Belt certification. And that's just a really cool high speed way of saying that I know how to trim the fat out of companies. I know how to go in and, you know, increase productivity and decrease, you know, man hours and that kind of stuff. Like I can go in and really kind of fix uh, everything from supply chain processes to, you know, just day-to-day operations stuff and really remove these unnecessary steps and these these things that people do to increase uh, their productivity throughout the day. And what happens is, is when you decrease unnecessary steps and you increase productivity, you increase profits. Like that's, they're all, you know, interlinked together. And 
why that's important is one thing that I looked at when we started doing all of the wedding stuff is we spend a lot of time like curating a couple. We spend a lot of time emailing them back and forth. You know, we got to get on phone calls with them. You got to send them invoices and brochures and questionnaires and all kinds of stuff. And that takes a lot of time. You know, there's other stuff that we, yeah, everybody does, everybody should be doing, like updating websites and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's, we don't really factor that in to what we're doing. Like I, most people don't factor that into the cost of their wedding, just in general. When you're sending out your your package price of, say, $1,000, you haven't factored in all of the time that you're going to spend interacting with the couple, just in general terms. And that that costs money. That costs you money. That's what's known as labor intensive. So it's important. So where, where the CRM comes in at is a CRM creates automations that take those tasks away from you. They The CRM system does a bunch of menial things that you would be working on rather than you doing it, like signing a contract, sending invoices, sending emails, like all of that stuff gets taken away from you, which frees up your time to be doing something else. And we're going to talk about, you know, what things can be automated and how, like how it saves you money and that kind of stuff here in a second. So let's say that you're trying to get a new couple. You're, you're trying to work on a new couple and you have a contact form on your website through say Squarespace. A couple comes in and fills out that contact form on Squarespace. They then Squarespace emails you that information. Now you take that, you get a date, say September 21st. You sit down and you go through your calendar and you pull up that date and you're like, okay, I'm free on September 21st. Awesome. So you go in and you type out an email for a new inquiry and you're like, hey, I'm available for your date. You know, your love story sounds amazing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, let's get on a phone call. And then you don't hear anything back from them for like two days. So now you send a follow-up email. You sit down, you go through and you're like, oh, I didn't hear back from them. So you shoot them an email like, hey, haven't heard from it. You know, hope all is well, blah, 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 blah. Well, seven days go by and then you remembered that you emailed them once already and you forgot to email them again because you were busy doing other things and you lost track of what was going on and you were just relying off memory to go back in time and, you know, email them. Or you get on a phone call with them. They book and every few months or few weeks, you send out a follow-up email. You send an email out with recommendations or you send your email out with a, you know, a questionnaire that you have typed up in a PDF and you send an email out saying, Hey, you know, it's 30 days prior. I'd like to get on a FaceTime call with you and just chit chat for a minute, yada, yada, yada. Or you send out an email a week before the date that says, Hey, I'm really excited about your wedding. Nothing to worry about on, on our end here. Can't wait to see you on Saturday, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a ton of things that you do 
to curate a couple that you probably don't really think about. Just in general terms, you don't think about the amount of time that you put in to work with that couple. And why that's important is because time is money. Like that's how I look at it. That's how I view, I joke with people and I tell them that my time is valuable. Like that, that's, and that's the truth, actually. Like that's, my time is valuable. So I want to do the most that I can with the time that I have. So where does a CRM come into place with like planning or getting a new client? Most CRMs have what's called an integrated contact form to where you create a contact form in the CRM itself. And then it spits out a uh, HTML code that you just copy paste into your website, say Squarespace. So you take that Squarespace contact form and you delete it. Then you copy paste the coding from uh, whatever CRM you're using into that thing. And then it populates the fields that you had specified in that CRM. Now, a couple goes to your website and fills out that form and hits send. What happens is that form goes to your CRM system and then your CRM alerts you that, hey, you have a new inquiry. So you get a new inquiry email. The uh, At that point... I know with ours, it tells you, I think it says this project is ready for liftoff, which lets you know that there's nobody booked on that date, or it says we think you're busy. And then it tells you what's going on because the CRM is integrated with your calendar, whether that's Google or Outlook or whatever you're using. So right there, it saved you from going through your Rolodex, trying to figure out what's going on, if you're available, if you're not available, et cetera. Plus it gives you all of the couple's information and it also creates a profile for that couple. So email, telephone number, all that stuff. It's all created in a contact inside of the CRM. Now, that right there just helps you with the planning process just in general terms, because if all of your couples are managed through your CRM, you can, you know, we can go to a tab that says, uh, what is it? New inquiry, meeting, follow-up, like planning, retainer paid and completed. So you can click on any one of those tabs and it just shows you everyone for say, you know, retainer paid. So if you have 10 weddings booked for next year, when you click on retainer paid, you will see those 10 weddings just in, uh, what would you call it, in order by date and just descending order. And you can just see right there that, oh, in September, I have two booked. In August, I have one book. In July, I have four booked. And you can just get like a snapshot of what's going on. Like it's it significantly improves the way that you plan because it gives you a really enterprise-wide look at everything that's going on inside of your business. I wrote holistic view inside of my notes. Uh, you know, it's really fast. It's an easy way to manage things. And you contact your clients directly through it. And in our case, when we send an email, it tells us if it's been read or not. So if we're sending emails to people after a phone call, and they're reading it and not responding, then chances are they're not going to book us. You know what I mean? Like you can really gauge what's going on by using a CRM. It makes your life significantly easier because everything is tracked in one place. You know, my wife loves using a planner 
she still uses a planner. I can go upstairs right now and open this planner and see what weddings there are for next year. The issue is this year. If you look at this year, there's a ton of squiggly lines and things have been taken out and that kind of stuff because weddings moved. So it's just like this hodgepodge of stuff that happened for 2020 inside of her planner. When inside of my CRM, it's all nice and neat. The When we moved, we just put the new date in and it automatically moved it. It also automatically moved payments. So if you're taking a payment four weeks prior to a, a date, it moves that payment with it, or you can change it to not. So one of those things. So let's, like I said, it makes your life easier. We're going to cut to a break and I want to talk about brochures, contracts, and then how it saves you money. And I'm going to walk through how exactly we have ours set up. So it, it'll be a, a fun little ride. So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, next when we get back from break. Do you still email a PDF for a contract? Are you struggling to remember who you sent files to or what those files were? You need a solid CRM, a customer relation management tool, a program that will send professional files and contracts all on your behalf. One that does not need to be printed, signed, and emailed back. Is this the Stone Age? You need HoneyBook. We've been using them for years now, and it increased our productivity by taking menial tasks and automating them. You can set up custom workflows to automatically send emails, payment reminders, thank you responses, etc. You can send brochures, questionnaires, and invoices too. We have three set up. One for when a couple inquires, one for after a call with a couple, and one for a booked wedding with nine steps. That saves us so much time on the back end. What would you do with more time? Spend more time with your family, spend more time working on creative projects, or just simply relaxing. Use our affiliate link below to save 50% on your first year. Go ahead. It's on us. Start saving time and money today. Right, everybody. Welcome back from break. Like I said, we're going to talk about contracts, brochures, and then what, what we use inside of our, our CRM and that kind of stuff. So when it comes to contracts and brochures, I think a CRM adds a level of professionalism that you typically don't get when you're just making a file yourself. If you take a contract, for example, the way that we did it, and I'm sure the way that a lot of people do it, is you take a PDF, you email it to a customer, and then that customer has to print it, sign it, and then send it and scan it and send it back to you. There's a ton of steps that are involved with that. The where a CRM comes into play is we have a contract template for various things inside of our CRM, you know, weddings, real estate videos, corporate work, that what you know, whatever we're working on. When we're ready to move forward with an invoice, it automatically attaches that contract to that invoice. So it's all one singular file. So when we send it out, say a bride, she can pull it up on her phone off of her email, see the entire invoice, pay that invoice, and then also see the contract and sign the contract. And the way that our CRM works is you cannot pay the invoice until you sign the contract, which avoids a lot of 
hey, you know, you didn't sign my contract and you know it's been six weeks, et cetera, et cetera. Like you can't pay the retainer until the contract is signed. Contract signed, we get a, an email alert that says, hey, contract has been signed. And then an automatic email goes out because we have a workflow set up for that. An automatic email goes out. And once the contract and the invoice is signed, that says something, you know, like, hey, welcome to the Be About Exposure family, et cetera, et cetera. It's just this automatic process that happens once both are signed. Uh, because they can sign it through their cell phone, they can just sign it with their finger. It makes life 10 times easier for everybody. I'm not worrying about them printing something or losing something or making an edit to the contract because you can't. It's all right there. Like that's, it's all in one spot and there's, you see it, you sign it and it automatically comes back to me for me to countersign it. Uh, and then once, once everything's all signed up, we're good to go. And then they can pay the, uh, the invoice or for the retainer. I mean, the brochure <clears throat> looks significantly better than what it would have if I would have made a brochure because I do not have any type of design thing in my background. I, I'm like a sledgehammer. So I don't, you know, that I just don't operate like that. So with our CRM, we uploaded film stills that we had taken. You know, if you're taking screenshots or, you know, sharing, uh, sharing a file through Final Cut, you do, um, you know, just shape or share a JPEG, a screenshot. And then in DaVinci, it's called, um, uh, grabbing a still. So same exact concept. It's just you're you're taking a, a frame and then you're turning that into a JPEG. So we take those from films that we liked or films that we think match our brand. And then we put that into our brochure and our brochure, you know, we have, I, I talked previously, we have that base package model and then all the, all the cart items and that kind of stuff. And what happens is when a couple inquires with us, we, we send out that brochure and then they can make a selection in the brochure. So they just physically select, you know, automatically the base package is selected. You can't unselect the base package. And then they select their add-ons. And then that comes back to us. Like that's a, uh, that's, that's a big, it just looks and feels significantly more professional than just a regular, you know, you send out a PDF document with your four packages in it and they just email you back and say, oh, we'd like the bronze one. And then you go in and you create an invoice in like QuickBooks or whatever you're using. Then you send that back out to them. Like this just eliminates a lot of steps because everything is done inside of that CRM. Um, you know, they can go in and adjust the quantities, like say for additional hours, they can, if they want more videographers, if they, you know, it really creates this illusion of you being a significantly larger company. You know, there, there was that thing with, I think it was Under Armour. Yeah, it was Under Armour. When Under Armour first started, the CEO created like 14 different business cards, whether it was CTO, CEO, COO, uh, you know, CFO, like he created all of these business cards. So when he was talking to someone like say another CTO, 
he would hand them the CTO business card. So they would think that they were talking to somebody equivalent to their level. If he was talking to a CEO, he would hand them the CEO business card. If he was talking to somebody in finance, he would hand them his finance manager card. Like he built the system to where people thought that they were significantly larger than what it was when it was only a single man operation. And that's, you know, it's important. You hear people say things like fake it till you make it. And that's, this is the kind of stuff that they're talking about. Like when you have a CRM system, you have something working, you know, what's called in the back room that's doing all of this stuff for you and you don't have to worry about it. And I want to talk about our workflow and just break through, just break, break down everything that we're doing using our CRM system. And you can kind of see, uh, how much, or how much like money it's going to save you. Cause we're, we're going to talk about that in a minute. All right. So a couple comes to our site, they fill out our contact form. We get an email from HoneyBook that says, Hey, you got a new inquiry. And right there on the spot, I can see if we're available or if we're not. So if we're not available, I just go into HoneyBook and I have email templates. So we purchased the how to film weddings, that podcast, the how to film weddings podcast, they have email templates and going in line with saving yourself time. I spent maybe 35 bucks or something on their emails there. And they have a like 30, 30 emails, something like that, that are already written that they were using. And a lot of them fit perfectly with exactly what you're doing. So, hey, I'm already booked. Here's a list of people, you know, that might be of service to you, et cetera, et cetera. So in HoneyBook, I just select uh, unavailable. Like I go to the email templates and just literally click unavailable and it auto populates that email. I'll read through and make sure that everything is correct. It even auto populates the, the couple's, you know, first name, whoever filled out the form, it populates that first name. Hey, you know, Samantha, sorry, we're, we're not available on that day. What a bummer, blah, 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 blah. And there it is. Click send and you're done. So I'm not typing emails. I'm not, you know, going through all this hoopla of trying to flip through calendars and figure out if I'm available or not. I'm just able to do everything right off the jump, right through HoneyBook. Now, let's say that we are available. So then I go to another email template that I have that's new inquiry email. I select that. It auto pops da data. I change a couple of the boxes to make it more personal, etc. And then I talk to him about getting on a phone call. Now, that is what I personally call the initial inquiry. So I have an initial inquiry workflow, and I just simply select that. It's down at the right. I don't need to do anything crazy. I just, I send that first email off, and then I check initial inquiry email. What will happen is the following day, if I don't hear anything back from them, an email will automatically go out that says, hey, I uh, just wanted to send you a follow-up email. Sometimes we wind up in the spam folder, blah, 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 blah. Two days after that, another email goes out that has, you know, other texts like, hey, you know, we shot you a message a couple of days ago. Just wanted to see if you got it, et cetera, et cetera. There's one that goes out three more days after that. And then like five days after that one. And then that final one just says, hey, you just want to check to see if you were interested in working with us. You know, we got your inquiry, et cetera, et cetera. Now, 
Not only is that going out automatically, I don't need to touch anything. Like that system is taking care of it. It's it automatically sending it as soon as I said to do it. It's it's got the ball and it's off on its own. But I can also see if they're reading those emails. So if they've read all four or five of those emails and just not responded, at that point, it's archived the project. Like that's they're not interested in working with us. We put our base price in the initial email so they know exactly how much in general, that they're going to need to spend right off the bat. And that that really helps with telling people like, hey, you know, if their budget is $1,000 and we're telling them we start at $35.99, they might not be interested in working with us. And that's okay. So that just, it helps like screen people and that kind of stuff. So at that point, I archived the project. But if you notice, the only thing that I did was on the initial email was I customized it a little bit and then sent it out. And that initial email is like three paragraphs. It's not you know, it's not like a, Hey, can we get on a call period? And then you send it out. So at that point, I haven't touched anything else. I haven't done any more work with that couple, except for to go in, look to see if they've read it and then archive the project. That's it. Now let's say that we do get on a call. We get on a call, call goes great, etc. I select after call workflow, which is a little bit different than the other one because we had a conversation. So the emails are a little different. So the next one that goes out automatically says, Hey, you know, now that you've had a day to kind of look at everything, et cetera, we want to touch base with you and, you know, just see, um, see if you have any questions, et cetera, et cetera. And then a couple of days after that, another email goes out, it says, Hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then a third and a fourth email go out at different days. I want to say it like five days and then seven days after. And they're just saying things like, hey, you know, if you don't want to work with us, it's cool. Like we don't get upset. You know, like there's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's cool. Just let us know. So we take you off our email thing. And again, I can see if any of those emails were read, if all of those emails were read, at that point, I just archive the project. Like there's not much, if I've sent them six emails and they're not responding to me after the phone call, they're probably not, they probably don't want to work with me. And that's okay. That's just, you know, the CRM is automatically doing all of that work. So I haven't, again, I haven't touched anything other than to go in and archive it. I'm not writing these emails. I'm not sending them like it's done. It's, you know, it's how and just doing its thing. So let's say they book. They say, hey, we're interested in booking your services. What happens is, is when they get that brochure, they make all of their selections. Now that once they hit submit on the brochure through their cell phone, mind you, it automatically creates an invoice with all of the selections that they made, with all of the corresponding prices. If you have to apply sales tax, it's automatically done that. And then it also populates your contract underneath it. So your contract clearly states like, here's the base package. And then here's the add-ons that they got. Like all of that data is put into it automatically. So all I do is go in review it to make sure that it's accurate. I go down, make sure that my information is correct on the contract, which it should be because it's auto-populating it based on the information that I told it already. So our address and phone numbers, all that kind of stuff. So you don't need to touch anything because that's already filled in. Um, and then I click send email again, an email template pops up. That email template kind of breaks down like, hey, your first payment is the retainer, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
and I just click send. I mean, it's it's automatically filling in all of this stuff. Now the couple receives it through her phone. She can pay the retainer and then also set up an automatic payment to where, you know, our payment plan is we typically try to break it up into three payments. That way we have income coming in sporadically instead of everything coming in four weeks before a date. Um, she can see the timeline of the payments. She can set it up for auto pay right there to where, you know, HoneyBook will automatically take the money out on its own. Uh, and then she can sign the contract. She fills in her data, signs the contract, and then it comes back to me. And I get an email that says, cha-ching, the, the retainer's been paid, contract has been signed. Uh, HoneyBook automatically, I have a, the workflow set up to automatically send an email at that point saying, hey, welcome to the Be About family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Two or three weeks after that, an email goes out that just says, hey, here's some tips and recommendations. Like, here's some things that we found that work, you know, regarding weddings. Brittany wrote up this little document that has, you know, all this fun stuff in it, et cetera. And then six months prior to the date, you know, if it's applicable, they get an email that just says, hey, just wanted to touch base, say hello, say how everything's going, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Three months prior to the date, we hit them with another email that says it's talking about add-ons and like things to think about. You know, if you're sitting on the fence about getting a ceremony edit, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We can explain more to you. Uh, about 45 days prior to the event, our questionnaire goes out. Uh, and then there's also an email that goes out that we like to talk to the couple, like physically talk to them through FaceTime or Skype or something for a little while, just to get to know them, maybe have a glass of wine, that kind of stuff. You know, we're not trying to be BFFs. We just want to get to know them a little bit before we see them on the wedding day. And then uh, a week prior to the event, there's another email that goes out that just says, hey, you know, we're super stoked, et cetera, et cetera. Now the event passes. The Monday after the event, there's an email that we have that we that I go in and manually do that is uh, kind of an overview of what your services that you're going to provide to. We call it Monday follow-up email. Just letting them know like, hey, just here's a refresher. You got a ceremony edit and a five-minute highlight film. You'll get it in X amount of months. Bing. Send it out. Two weeks later, an automatic email goes out that tells them like, hey, we'll give you a discount on your... Um, uh, raw footage. If you leave us a review on Facebook and Google, and then we have the links to it right there out of that entire process. I sent one email. I am so ingrained into using a CRM now that I forget about all of that work. I just click go and it does everything on its own. I have eliminated hours worth of my time to a CRM. And why that's important. Let's say you charge $1,000 a wedding. Just keep the math simple because I'm, I'm a simple man. So let's keep the math simple. You spend $1,000 on a wedding. How much time do you think was involved in every one of those steps that I just talked about? Two hours, three hours, four? I mean, that is a significant amount of work to curate and cultivate a couple. Like that is, you're talking months of stuff spread out that you have to remember to do, which is also a pain. Now, Let's say 
that out of that $1,000, you have it broken down to where you're getting paid $600 to shoot the eight hours of the wedding day. And then you're charging $400 to edit the wedding. So let's say it's a five minute film. So for your eight hours, that's 600 bucks. And then for the editing, that's, you know, $400. Well, that's 600. If you divide that by eight, that's $75 an hour. So if you believe that your time is worth $75 an hour, perfect. Let's use that as a baseline. If you spend three hours on every couple at $75 an hour, you are not making any of that money because none of that is coming out of the ceremony cost or the wedding cost, I mean, at all. You are just working for free. And that is not a good business practice. That's my personal opinion. I don't think that people should work for free when they do not have to. With that being said, if your goal was to do 20 weddings a year at three hours per couple and $75 an hour, that is $4,500 worth of lost revenue. Like that's $4,500 that you just gave away because you're working for free. I do not agree with that whatsoever. Now, with that being said, most CRMs cost around $400 a year. So if you took 400 bucks and you chalk that over to a CRM, that 4500 now becomes a $400 what's called a sunk cost. You've you've sunk money into something. So you got a $400 sunk cost. That also saves you 60 hours. So it's just simple math, 20 times 3. That's 60 hours of time that you can spend doing something else, whether that's time with your kids, time editing, time doing other creative projects, etc. That is a lot of time that you spend working for free when you can have another system doing it for you automatically. And I can't stress this enough. I don't care what kind of system you're using. You just need to use something. Uh, it could be Microsoft Dynamics for all I care. You just need to be using something to get you through this stuff. The, um, uh, I just, I think that we need to work smarter, not harder. That's my, my little mantra. There's no, there's no reason that we should be doing a bunch of stuff for free when we don't have to, especially when there's tools out there to allow us to do stuff, um, really easily. Like this stuff isn't, you know, it's not, it's not hard to get or hard to come by. I just think that a lot of people don't, they don't really understand how much time they're spending working on something and not getting paid for it. And that that's, you know, I don't want people in that position whatsoever. Even if you, back to me being horrible at math, uh, even if you rose your wedding prices by 50 bucks a wedding, or even 20 bucks a wedding. If you rose your wedding prices by $20 a wedding to where it's now, say, 1050 is what you're charging. I know I just said 20, but I'd say it's 1050 You book four or five weddings, that's paid for your CRM. Full stop. And not only are you saving money, 
personally, if somebody's got a thousand dollars, they got eleven hundred. So that's just that's you know that's another thing I think about. Like if you're charging thirteen hundred, that couple can afford fifteen hundred. That's just just the way something to think about later on down the road. That was a complete random thought, but the uh, raise your price a little bit, pass on that service to the couple. Like that's you know it's just like music bed. If you're if you license music, you should be passing on that license fee to the client. Like that's just, you know, if you're if you're a thousand dollars a wedding and you're using music bed, just hypothetically, and it costs you sixty bucks a song, that sixty dollars needs to be factored in somewhere in that thousand. So maybe now you're making, you know, sixty dollars an hour during the wedding day, and then another sixty is going to music bed, but you should always pass these costs on. You shouldn't be absorbing costs when you don't need to, including things for, you know, a CRM, a customer, a couple is going to have an exponentially better, uh, experience with you because one, you're going to be able to plan things more efficiently. You're going to be able to get them emails that they need, uh, it's going to feel like you're part of the process throughout the entire thing, despite the fact that you're not actually sending the emails. Like the client is going to have a much better experience using a CRM. So it's just, just some things to think about. So, you know, just kind of wrap things up, you know, having a CRM can save you a lot of time, which saves you money. You know, it's kind of those two kind of go hand in hand. Uh, like I said, a lot of us work for free and we shouldn't, and you just need to find a CRM that you like and try it. Most have free trials where you can download it, sign up for it for free for a couple of weeks, send out a couple of brochures. Most have templates that you can use. Um, I know if you're a member of full-time filmmaker, Jake Weisler has his templates from HoneyBook as part of the course. So you can, you can get those templates for what his contract looks like, what his brochures look like, you know, what his different packages look like inside of everything, including the text, the pictures, like all of it. So it's, you know, you can get, you can get a good starting place with that right off the bat. Um, like I said, the We Like Honey book, if you use our link that's in the description, you get 200 bucks off your first year. So be, I think it's $200 at that point. Uh, you know, be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. You know, join our private Facebook group, Wedding Filmmaking for Beginners. You know, again, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate it. I hope everybody's staying safe and I will see you here in a couple of weeks. All right. Are you looking Bye. at a really nice camera you can't afford? Are you wondering how companies afford six red Monstro 8K cameras and all the trimmings? You need to make more money so you can buy one. No, I'm kidding. You need to rent. Renting equipment is way easier than you think. You can ship it all back and forth from your house and it's way cheaper than buying. Best of all, you should include the rental cost in your pricing to pass on the expense because you're shooting with better gear. Wouldn't it be great to use something other than a Canon SL2 for your next project? Rent a Sony a7S 3 or a Canon 1DX Mark III. You don't need to buy them. We rent additional cameras, lighting gear, and audio equipment all the time from Borrow Lenses. We've never had a late shipment or anything other than an awesome experience with their customer service. Use our affiliate link below to get renting today and you'll have professional equipment tomorrow.